0: We have our natural freedom, but today I want to focus on freedom from the power of sin. But before I go into that, I'd like you to stand up. (laughs) Sometimes I get excited. I just want to go ahead quickly. Let's say this, Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4 and 5. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the Lord... That I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the Lord. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not careless nor did I turn away. Amen. Father God, I want to thank you that your spirit, the spirit of the living God is with us today. This is a very, very, very important subject And Holy Spirit, I ask that you speak to us today by the power of your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, uh, not too long ago, a a lady confronted me and she said, we sin every day. We sin every day. It was a Sunday after church. She was telling me that, We see everybody, we sin every day. I said, well, I haven't sinned today. I woke up. I spent about an hour praying. After that, I checked my notes. I came to the church. I just got through preaching. I haven't had an opportunity to sin. We don't sin every day. That's not who we are. I know from our minds, think about what Jesus has accomplished for us. If we sin every day, what did he do for us? Why did he have to go to the cross and die the way he died if we sin every day? I'm not, listen to the title, freedom from the power of sin. I'm not saying we can't sin, but we are free from the power of sin. We don't have to sin every day unless you choose to sin. And it's a choice, if you are a believer. It's a choice. Let me share something with you. The world will say, you're crazy to talk like that. How can you say something like that? It doesn't make sense. But the Bible tells us in Matthew 13, 10, 10 and 11... It says, the disciples of Jesus came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? Why do you speak to them? We preach the gospel, but Jesus used parables. And Jesus answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Every one of you that I'm looking at right now, God gave you the ability to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Don't tell me you can't understand it if you're a Christian. You can. Because if you say you cannot, then this scripture is not right. Amen. You have been given as a man... You have been given that power from God to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. But to the rest of the world, it's a parable. They can't understand it. They can't understand that you can be free from the power of sin. They don't get it. Everybody does it every time, you know. It just depends on where you want to go with it. But the word of God says, but to them, it has not been given. But you have been given. You know what that means? You're special to God. You're special. He has picked you out of the world. That's why you are here on Sunday morning. You could be doing something else. It's Independence Day. You want to uh, barbecue or uh, eat some hot dog. But to you, I have to go to my father's house first. You know what moved you here? The Spirit of God. Every one of you, the Spirit of God. You may not realize it. You may think, I made that decision. No, 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 you didn't. God made it for you. You think you're thinking, is the Spirit of God speaking to you, inside of you. But you think, I'm thinking, I need to do this. Everyone that hears from the Father, Jesus says, come to me. Everyone who has heard from the Father, comes to me. And you hear this morning, you're coming to Jesus, not to the church. The church is just a place. But to you, God has given the ability to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. You don't need a pastor. They can guide you, but you can understand it yourself. Because God is giving that to you. Don't underestimate what God has given to you. And don't throw it away thinking, well, I'm not as holy as pastor. Who told you about that? If, if, if a man is righteous, what? He's righteous. You have the righteousness of God. We have the same righteousness. I can't be better than you. We may have different assignments in God's kingdom, but we are the same. We all have the righteousness of God. He gave that to us, and I'm coming to that later. And Jesus says something in Matthew thirteen, fourteen, and 15. And to them, in them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled. That's the rest of the world. Those that don't accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. It says, which says, hearing you will hear and shall not understand. And seeing you will not understand, you shall not understand. And seeing you will see. And not perceive. So your eyes are wide open if you are not a believer. And you sin, but you're not really seeing, Because it's a mystery from the God. And if you have... If God has given you the ability to understand all mysteries... You can see it and understand it. You can. If somebody tells you you can't... They're lying. It's something I was thinking about faith. Do you realize... From the Old Testament, I mean, from the time Jesus was here, He spoke about faith a lot. Oh, little, oh, you of little faith, you know that? Show me what happened. Tell me, a, show me a scripture after the Holy Spirit came to the disciples that talk about little faith. he never said anything about that. Read the scriptures. After the Holy Spirit came. There was no the disciples. They all had faith. Nobody was telling them, "Oh, you of little faith." It was completely gone. And God says, "I have delivered to you, as a Christian, the measure or a measure of faith." Is that true? If it is true, you have faith to believe anything. You have it. It's a lie to say you don't have it. It doesn't mean it has to happen right away. But you need to know that God cannot lie. He's told you the word. And all he says, you as a Christian can believe. You can. Because God has given to you the measure of faith. So you can believe. You can believe anything you read in the scriptures. Because faith comes by hearing... And hearing by the word of God, you read it and you say, "That's good. I like that." And guess what? Faith is shining inside of you for the word that you just read. That's the truth. That's the truth. Now, you know, we want to tell ourselves, you know, "Well, I just believed God." And no, you didn't. It was the faith of God in you by the word of God. Amen. You may not get it right away, but God has His plan. All things work together for good, to those who love God, to those who are called according to what? His purpose, His purpose. So you may pray, there is faith there, there may not be an answer, but you have the gift of God to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And because you have that, God will answer. They see, but they don't understand. They, they, don't, they don't perceive. For the hearts of these people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes, they have closed. Who closed their eyes? Who closed their eyes? They did. They didn't want to understand it. Because they realized, if I go this way, my life has to change. And they don't want to do that. And because of that they get blind but listen to this lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears lest they should understand with their hearts and turn once you understand you turn it doesn't matter who you are, you will turn. Once God has given you the ability to understand the mysteries of God, and you begin to understand, and you can see, and you can perceive, and you can understand, he says, lest they understand with your heart and turn, so that I should what? Heal them. He has no choice after that. Once you understand God will immediately He says I should heal them I should But let me tell you the good news Because it's the gospel You can understand Can I hear an amen Amen. You can understand You can You have the ability in you If somebody says you can't It's a lie From the enemy Otherwise What did Jesus come to do it came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly let me tell you something maybe this will go to another uh, Sunday you are not ordinary if you are a Christian you are not ordinary and I'm going to share that with you from scripture do you believe the word of God how many believe the word of God yeah. we all believe the word The thing is to find the understanding from the scripture. And once you get it, and you accept it, it begins to work for you. Amen? It begins to work for you. It says in 1 Corinthians, in 2 verse 14, chapter 2 verse 14, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. So, the natural man does not understand the things of the Spirit of God, right? The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. You know what I'm saying to you? You are not natural. Hello? You are not natural. If you can understand and receive the things of the Spirit of God, according to this scripture, you are not natural. You say, well, what am I then? If I'm not natural, we all are natural. Well, according to God, you are not natural. You are not ordinary. There is something about your life that's different from everybody else. Especially those that, don't receive, that have not received Christ as their Lord and Savior. You're different. Before God's eyes, you're different. You still see yourself skinny, but that's not the issue here. Is who God sees you. How God sees you as God. You're different from the rest of them. Amen? You're different. So he says, The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them. He cannot know them. Because they are spiritually discerned. So if you can discern scriptures and understand scriptures... You are not natural. Not according to this scripture. So if you claim you are natural. Something is not right. You haven't seen the word of God. And when you see it you should believe it. Now Romans 8 verse 8 and 9. It says so then. Those who are in the flesh. Cannot please God. For they are. It says. But. You are not. What? What? in the flesh but what <laughs> can you believe every one of you you are not in the flesh but in the spirit can you jump out of the spirit and go to the flesh and from the flesh go back to the spirit who made you to be a spirit person god saying emphatically here you are not in the flesh Amen. You are not ordinary. You are in the Spirit. Amen. And if you believe that, then the Spirit will begin to walk with you. Because Jesus said, when He comes, He's going to bring us into all truth. The Spirit. He's going to teach you. He's going to show you things. Amen. For me... I listen to people, ministers, and get. But sometimes these things just come. The Spirit of God just shows you stuff. And I don't, listen, I don't need to listen to anyone. I just know that the Scripture is right. That doesn't mean I don't listen to ministers and what they are saying. I want to learn. I want to grow. But I know that I can understand Scripture if I spend time on my own. And you can too. Why? Because God has given you. That ability. And don't neglect it. He says, to you it has been given to understand and to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. What the people of the world cannot understand, you have the ability to understand it. And believe it. And act on it. And let it govern your life. So that God can reach you and bless you. He tells us in Acts chapter 3, God first sent his son after the resurrection, to bless you. First, to bless you. And we must never forget that. His blessings are on your life this morning. Every one of us, blessed. You know, we used to sing, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Maybe out of tune, but... Uh. <laughs> but we used to sing that. I'm blessed. My hands are blessed in my country. Everything I touch is blessed. That's what we think. Everything I touch is blessed. Because God sent his son to bless you. He sent his son to bless you. That's the truth. And blessing is just, it's not just money. Amen. People, when you say, bless, well, I, I got to buy a Rolls Royce. That's not what we're talking about. Peace. Joy, family life. These things are much more, they worth much more than money. And your car and all of that. That's what we're talking about. Peace I give to you. Jesus said, not like the world gives. My peace I leave with you. His peace, he left his peace with us. And nothing can take that away from us. Okay? I know my message is freedom from the power of sin. But I want to lay a foundation so you know you can get it. You can understand it. If you have the spirit of Christ, you are no longer in the flesh. Amen? Amen? That's what the scripture says. It's not coming from Pastor Goodluck. This is what scripture says. All you need to do is accept it. Don't don't think about how it works. That's not your business. That's his business, okay? But accept that you are no longer in the flesh, but in the spirit. Amen? Brother Chris, you are in the spirit, brother. You are in the spirit. It doesn't matter if you did something wrong, when God says you are in the spirit, go argue with him. Tell him, uh, you said I'm in the spirit, but I don't really feel like I'm in the spirit. What has feeling got to do with it? God said, you are in the spirit. And so what? You are in the spirit. And if you disagree with him, that's rebellion. Hello? And that's not a nice place to be. (laughs) So, why did God bring in the law? Why? In Romans 3 verse 19, if you read Romans chapter 8, it says, What the law could not do because it was weak through the flesh. But you are no longer in the flesh, amen. Okay, we'll come into that. But listen, why did God bring the law? Can I give you my reason before I read the scripture? Everyone, without the law, everyone would say, "I didn't sin. I didn't eat any apple. I didn't see the devil with his tail trying to convince me to eat from the tree." That's Adam's sin. I never did anything wrong. Right? That's what we will claim. How can God punish me? I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't eat the apple. How is he going to judge me for something I didn't do? So that's why God wanted. Because after Adam's sin, something changed in him. He became a slave of sin. And we can claim... And it goes from Adam all the way down. And so we can claim, I didn't do what Adam did, therefore, I have no sin. Because uh your, your person is changed. And so the Bible tells us, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped. Every mouth may be stopped. You cannot say you are not a sinner. That's a lie. After you receive Christ, you're righteous, but before then, you are a sinner. Every mouth, the law came to stop every mouth from saying, No, God, I am not that person you think. And all the world may become what? Guilty before God. God gave the law and the commandments to get everyone to understand we are all sinners. That's the purpose of the law. And when God gave the law, we couldn't. There is nothing in us to be able to do according to the law. Not even Moses could keep the law, no one could. So God gave that to us, that the world, the whole world, may become guilty before God. That's strange to hear, right? Therefore, by the deeds of the law, if you're going to try to keep commandments, so that you can become righteous before God, you're wasting your time. He's not going to work. So it says, therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified or made righteous in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. So get that. Romans 5 verse 20. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. So the offense might abound so that basically, you know, there's something wrong with my life. I realize that. Before I got saved, I knew something was wrong. I was not in control of my life. I did things that I hated. And I did it sometimes just to please my friends or whatever. But I knew they were wrong. I knew they were wrong, but I couldn't get away from it. How many of you have been there? Addiction and stuff like that. You, you, you do everything. And you can't get away from it. From the guilt. If things are okay with you. And you're thinking about God. And eternal life. You know something is not right. But you don't know how to adjust yourself. To make it right. we were all there. And it's because God is trying to walk with you. Amen. Not to condemn you. He's trying to show you. You have a problem. That only. Himself Can fix You can try all you want to It will not work Unless he does it And when he does it He's perfect He may not look perfect to you But it's perfect before him And guess who counts Only him counts I don't care what anybody thinks That's why I say to the church I don't have anything to prove to anybody I just don't You know, because there's only one person that I need to please I need to do that and you have to convince yourself that way you don't have anything to prove because if you're trying to please people don't kick you back and forth until you do things that are crazy just determine in your heart there's only one person only one person in the audience that I have to please and that will be very good in Romans 5 verse 14, Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. So if outside sin, God says the day you eat of the fruit, you will die. The people didn't do according to what Adam did, but they still die. That says you have a problem. If you're here today and don't understand this principle, God's speaking to you. And you can make, just in your heart, just switch. Amen? You don't have to cry. God can just switch your heart just by you saying, I like to be that way. You know, uh, if I give you my Bible as a gift, and say, hey, uh, Brother Chris, I'm picking on you this morning. This is my Bible. I bought it is very dear to me, but I'm giving you as a gift. Right? And then you kneel down, you go on your knees, and say, please, Pastor, give me that gift. Give me that gift. Hey, hey here you go. Take it. Uh, yes, can I cry before you so you can get the gift? Something is wrong. I say, hey, Chris, can, should I walk you? Before you know I've already given you the Bible? The same thing. God gives you the righteousness of Christ. You have that righteousness of Christ. You don't have to do anything. And if you do anything, you contaminated it. You just have to believe it and accept it. And he's pleased with that. When you try to add to it, you can't add to his death. Right? He died for you. Amen. So, the same death went from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of uh, Adam's uh, transgression. Who is a type of him? What is he trying to tell us here? He's trying to say, basically, your life changed, everybody's life changed, because Adam sinned and then we needed somebody to help us and we couldn't help ourselves you couldn't help yourself I couldn't help myself there are many things in life today that there's nothing you can do to help yourself right there's nothing you can do you just feel trapped but with God all things are possible he can get you out of it, no matter how difficult it is, God can get you out of it. The thing about it is, dead people don't sin. Hello. If you see a dead man rising up to sin, man, I will run so fast away from that place. <laughs> dead people don't sin. the dead. They can't move. So what Christ did for us, if you will understand it, he is the God of the whole world. The creator of... Uh, this morning I was outside walking and praying and I'm thinking, oh my God, this God is so awesome. This is the God, the God that created Jupiter, Mars, all this stuff way beyond my understanding and nobody knows where he is <laughs> where heaven is until you get there he's so huge the stars sometimes when I hear that the stars some of them are larger than the sun I'm thinking what? how can that be? and he's God that sees all of this stuff and he cares about me he cares about me Deeply to the point of losing his own life. He was God that died. There's no other God, there's one God. He was God in the flesh. He died for us. If God died for your sins so that you can be free, how could you be in bondage to it? Can you think about that? So what to do is begin to proclaim Knowing this, that our old man, Romans 6 verse 6, our old man, old woman, that's in the past. Okay, knowing this, we have to know it. And you can know it. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. We must know that. God says that's what happened. That the body of sin might be what? done away with. We need to believe this. God did this. That that body that we had. I mean this is not natural things. We're talking about spiritual things. You can't see it. If you're short. After you get saved. You're still short. If you're tall. You're still tall. That's not what we're talking about. But we're talking about the old man, the way God sees us from his, him looking at us. That old man died with Christ and should be done away with. What does that mean? Don't think I'm still that person anymore. I had a friend named Michael. He was really bad. And then he got radically saved. And uh, he met his friends. They were they they were drunk, they drank a lot, and they said, Michael, he says that man is dead. Michael is dead. Say, what? You see, yes, but Michael, the one you know, he's dead. This is a new Michael. This is a new Michael. Turn away with that was Michael doing away with his old man through his words. Amen. You speak it out. That man is dead. That man that used to drink with you and would do all this crazy stuff is dead according to the scriptures. That the body of sin, that body of sin might be done away with. That you should no longer be what? Slaves. Don't tell me you can't be free. I don't, it doesn't matter what you do, what's going on in your life. You can be free. You can. With the Spirit of God in you, you can. And you can be free. So the Bible tells us, when God has done this for us, when that old man that was crucified with Christ, and when God says the old, your old man was crucified with Christ, uh, go debate with him. Because truly, in his mind, you were there on the cross with Christ. And God doesn't think the way we think. His ways are higher than our ways. He's God. His thoughts. Higher. And so that's what he has told us in according to the word of God. He's made it very clear. And so when that happens... In Second Corinthians five seventeen, which we all know, I believe. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's what? He's what? You don't sound really convincing to me. He's what? A new creation. He's like you were created anew. Amen. You see, if you were short, you're still short. But inside, God has recreated you according to the scriptures and God cannot lie God says I am not a man God is not a man that is you lie neither is he the son of man that is you repent or go back on his word if he has said something he will do it if he has spoken he will make his word good God says you are a new creation why don't you accept it Oh yes, I sinned yesterday the night and uh, I can be a new creation. Uh, who told you that? God said you are a new creation. And who are you? A new creation. Are you, if God says this Sunday is Tuesday, you better act like it's Tuesday because already it's already on to Tuesday. It's already Tuesday for you. Amen? It's already Tuesday. Because it's God. He's God. So he says, if you are in Christ, and guess what? How many are in Christ this morning? I am in Christ. I'm a new creation. If you get excited, go to your friend like Michael says, hey, the old Michael is dead. I'm a new creation. He said, well, you still look like Michael. What is changing in you? You just look like Michael. Yeah, I realize that. But that old man, you will see. And then they begin to realize the way you live your life. Things have changed. They can't stay around you anymore. (laughs) You know why? Because you preach at them all the time. Like I used to do, repent or perish. That was my message. But listen. It says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things. Amen? The old man with all his things... They have passed away. Why do you want to bring them back? They have passed away. They are gone. And you have to believe they are gone. They are no longer part of your life. God purged all of it out of your life. They are no longer a part of you. All things have become new. Behold, the old things have passed away. How many things have become new? Oh. How many things? Oh. All have become new. Now he says, Now all things are of God, who has reconciled also himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was with Christ, reconciling you and I, to what? Himself. So God's not mad at you anymore. Amen. Krishna mad at you. You make we all make mistakes. I mean, we all sin. We call it mistakes, right? That's a very nice word, okay? (laughs) But it means sin. But the Bible tells us if you anyone sins, you can confess your sin. And if you confess your sin, God is first faithful. Secondly. Faithful and just. In other words, Oh, I like Michael better. So I'll forgive Michael. But this you? No, no. I'm not going to forgive you. No. God is faithful and what? Just. To forgive you for all your sins and then to cleanse you from what? All unrighteousness. And if God has cleansed you from all unrighteousness, why are you still saying you are unrighteous? You should declare, I am free. I'm righteous before God. I'm righteous before God. God says, lift up holy hands. Right? He's talking to his children. And he says, ah, you say, I don't think my hands are holy. Who told you that? God says, lift up holy hands in the church. Right? And worship me with your holy hands lifted. He's not asking for your opinion. He's just telling you what it is. You have, because you are in Christ now, you have holy hands. So when you lift up your hands, they are holy hands lifted before God, according to the scriptures, not according to man's idea. We go by what God has said. God has reconciled all things to himself, all of us to himself. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. In fact, verse 21 of that chapter says, For he made Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin for us. Can you get that? The essence of sin itself was placed in Christ. The very core and what is the power of sin, everything Jesus took. He became sin for us that was that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. So once you are in Christ, guess what? You are righteous. You are righteous before him. So, what happens now? Where well, are we to go with this? Listen to this. He says, Romans 6, verse 14, For sin shall not have dominion over you. Is that the word of God? Sin shall not have dominion over you because you are not under the law. This is God speaking. Sin shall not have dominion over you. I mean, they can trip you for some time, but they cannot have control over your life. No control. God is speaking, sin shall not have dominion over you. So what should you say? Sin has no dominion over me. How many of you are bold enough to say that this morning? If you believe the word, you can say with me, sin has no dominion over me and that's God speaking that's God speaking understand it and because to you he's been given the ability to understand the mysteries of God it doesn't make sense to you but this is what God said sin for sin in other words he was saying something and then he says for sin shall not have dominion over you sin shall not have dominion. For sin, because of everything that Jesus has done for us, you understand that? Not what you've done, he says sin no longer has dominion over you. The thing to do, if you read uh, uh, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, the thing to do, he says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. All right. Like the other time I talked I was illustrating funny you know like you can't take your Bible and put it in your mouth now it's not depart put it over your mouth and say well it's not departing from my life that's not what he's talking about speak it declare it amen and God says declare a thing and it shall be what established why don't you declare it and establish it in your life and you say well I don't know about that well God has already told you you should know about it and then declare it for sin shall not have dominion over you for you are not under the law but under what how many of us are under grace this morning are you free it's freedom day for America right it's freedom day spiritually also today it's the same freedom for you today. And go home rejoicing. That both the natural freedom for America, right? And more so for your freedom in Christ. Amen? Your freedom is Christ. in Christ is more important than your freedom in America from, from America. And if you have that freedom in Christ spiritually, you will enjoy in a greater level the freedom that comes from America. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'd like to use this scripture. But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, you were what? You were what? Slaves of sin. That means you are no longer, you were, but now you're no longer a slave of sin. The chains have been broken. We sang that this morning. You're no longer uh, a slave of sin. You were a slave of sin. Yet you obeyed from the heart. You obeyed from the heart. That form of doctrine. So doctrine matters. It's the form of doctrine which you're hearing this morning. That you believe and your freedom comes. Because it's according to the word of God. You have obeyed. You obeyed. In other words... How do you obey? Speak it. Believe it. Speak it. I know you can believe. Speak it. Tell your friends. That life is gone. I'm free. True freedom. God be thanked. We thank God that you were a slave of sin. Yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which... To which you were delivered. And haven't, set, haven't been set free from sin. Is that the word of God? He says you have been what? Set free. And we're going to get ourselves bound again. God says you have been set free from sin. And you became what? slaves of righteousness so Satan is telling you you've been freed from the slavery to sin now you are a slave of righteousness and this old man is telling you come let's have fun he says well I don't want to have fun with you because my new master is going to be angry with me (laughs) did you get that? I'm not going to have fun with you because if he finds me having fun with you, I'm in real trouble because you are no longer my master. I got a new master. Can we think that way? It's beautiful. Amen? Amen. I'm going to close with this scripture. In Romans chapter 8. And I want you to take it to heart. Many of us know these scriptures. But I have to speak it. Amen? I have to speak it. There is therefore now... Beginning from verse 1, Romans 8... No... There is therefore now... No condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. How many are in Christ Jesus this morning? There is no condemnation. There is no condemnation. Even if... When you were coming to church this morning... You argued with your wife. (laughs) Sometimes it's a big battle before they get to church, right? But even in the presence of that, if you are in Christ, there is no condemnation. You have an opportunity to repent and ask God for forgiveness. And He'll give that to you. He'll let you know you were wrong. And then... As you come to service, you can say a few words in prayer. And your sins are forgiven. And your unrighteousness is Christ. And so you become righteous before him. And you can believe that. Amen. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. There is a law of the Spirit. I, am, I implore you, every one of us here, hearing my voice, walk in the law of the Spirit. Basically, God is gracious to me. God loves me. God is always there for me. No matter what's happening in my life, He knows what I'm going through. And He's going to take care of me. That's Walking in the Spirit and praying in the Spirit also. It says, What the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did. The law couldn't do it. God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of what? Sinful flesh. On account of sin, get it? He made his son to look just like us. And like Angela said this morning, he dwelt among us. He saw everything we were going through, he experienced it, he experienced the pain. I think about right before Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, he wept. And it confused me. You are son of God. There is nothing impossible. You already know you are going to raise him from the dead. Why are you weeping? Why? He saw what we were going through. What we are going through in life. And how difficult it was for us. He wept. Not because Lazarus was dead. He was going to raise Lazarus. But what Mary and Martha were going through and everybody else we're all there he loves us amen please believe that I know you can he loves you if you're having financial difficulties he knows what's going on turn it over to him because you're free from sin you're no longer a slave of sin no matter what anybody tells you If you receive Christ, you're free from sin. That's not my word. It's in the scriptures. Accept what the Bible says. And it will be well. Amen. Stand up with me this morning. I pray that everybody got what I was trying to say this morning. How many of you got it? Can I see your hand? It's just so simple. I like it simple. Keep it simple so people can understand it and be free. Amen? That's what Paul says, the simplicity of the gospel of Christ. That's what should be preached. How many of you today will go from this place and boldly confess, I am the righteousness of God. Say it with your mouth. That's what the Bible says. This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do all that is written in the book. Amen? Once you start speaking it and you're thinking about it, you can do it. You can really be free. Then it says you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good, not just success, good success. It's getting gooder and gooder. Amen. <laughs> Would you lift your hands up to the Lord this morning and tell him how much you love him. Tell him, every one of us, if you can do that, salvation is yours. Even if you were not saved when you got in here this morning, but you want Christ in your life, just by doing what I said, this, what I told you this morning, Jesus comes into your life. Amen. Say with me, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. God bless you and with me.